Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, Homefield Apparel. Dot com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word. Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product. And Auburn is one of their biggest sellers, like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast, we are proud to be partnered with Prime Shrimp, a New Orleans-based shrimp company, to offer our listeners some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp in just minutes. These guys have been peeling shrimp since the 40s, and they are excited to offer you guys restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door in under 10 minutes without the usual mess and fuss. Take the frozen pouch out of your freezer, drop in a pot of boiling water, and again, it's ready to serve however you want it in 10 minutes. You guys can head over to primeshrimp.com. And with promo code Auburn247, all caps, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. Again, that's code Auburn247, all caps, all one word for $20 off your first order. If you don't love it, get your money back. Their flavors include Signature Season, French Quarter Alfredo, Garlic Herb Butter, and the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, which is personally my favorite. I'll tell you guys what I've done three or four times. Grab a loaf of French bread, bake it until it's crispy, get some lettuce, whatever other toppings you want, stuff some Louisiana Shrimp Boil, in there and get yourself a po' boy. It is absurdly good. Get you some frozen French fries, pop them in the oven while you're making it, and it's super easy, super tasty seafood meal in like 20 minutes by the time you're done with everything. Remember, guys, use code AUBURN247, all one word, all caps, $20 off your first purchase at primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, about to wrap up what was a historic draft night for Auburn, arguably, I mean, probably not even arguably, the best NBA draft in program history. Obviously, two first-round picks. If you are just tuning in and just figuring things out here on a, I guess, a Friday morning, we're, we're live streaming this right now 
on Thursday night after the draft. But if you're just listening now, Jabari Smith did go very highly as expected, but but maybe not in the exact position that, that most were expecting. And then Walker Kessler ended up being a first-round pick and was just joking with Mark Murphy, who I'm bringing on here now. Um, very nice of Walker to get us done before. I think his pick came in at like 925. So uh, so that was nice for him to get us finished there before uh, before 930. So Walker Kessler goes um, before the end of the first round, meaning Auburn Mark has two first round picks in one draft for the first time ever. Never been done before. We were talking earlier today that, you know, you you remember all these first round picks that they've had. Um, and now all of a sudden they have not only been able to to accomplish this this year with Jabari and Walker um, after the sensational seasons that they had. But under Bruce Pearl, they've doubled their amount of first round picks they've had in program history. They've had four over the last uh, over the last four years now, and they had four prior to that. Um, but tonight was about Jabari Smith um, and Walker Kessler. I guess we'll start with Jabari. It was about 45 minutes to an hour before the draft. Things started to get a little spicy. Um, and Jabari was was the odds on favorite for most of the pre-draft process to be the number one overall pick. Turns out the Magic had their eyes on on Paolo Bencaro from Duke. Apparently throughout the whole process, he didn't even come to to work out or meet or anything like that. Um, a little strange, but so so uh, Oklahoma City takes Chet Holmgren at number two, and so the Rockets, who similarly did not work out Jabari Smith, he he even said after that interview with the with the Magic, he was like, I. I'm not planning on falling below number two. He, so he only worked out with the Magic and the Thunder. Turns out he did fall to the Rockets, and um, it was not unexpected at all, Mark, to hear him talk about the chip on his shoulder um, that he had because uh, we we know the kind of player that he is, and, and we know this is going to motivate him at the next level. Yeah, if you watched him play throughout the season, if somebody irritated him or something irritated him, he probably came down the court and did something about it right away, and that's just the way he's rolled throughout his career and he's been highly competitive. That's the way his dad was at LSU and as an NBA player. And then he played overseas after that. So uh, yeah, very nice kid, but you know, when he gets on the court, he's serious about winning Nathan and he, he plays hard all the time. And uh, you know, I still believe he's the best player in the draft and uh, you know, just because he was picked third doesn't mean he's the third best player. Michael Jordan, the best player who ever played basketball, was the third player picked in the NBA draft. Uh, a guy named Sam Bowie went ahead of him one spot from Kentucky who had a lot of hype in college but was just a, a mediocre pro. So, uh, you know, you're right. This is a historic draft for Auburn. In 2000, um, they had a – First-round pick, Mamadou Njai, who went late in the first round, a big center uh, from Senegal, a really good defensive player, didn't have much of an NBA career. And then Chris Porter, who was a great college player, went in the second round, a small forward. And, you know, he had some personal issues that kept him from, you know, reaching his potential as a pro basketball player. But uh, never two number ones, uh, Sonny Smith, when he was coaching, he had some pretty spectacular uh, number one picks. The n- most spectacular of all was Charles Barkley, who's on the NBA list of uh, top 50 players and a many-time All-Star. and One of the most recognizable uh, athletes on the planet. Uh, he was so big in the Olympics as well as in the NBA. You know, he's known all over the, all the world and still very, you know, popular guy in the United States. I see him on TV commercials all the time. 
There's no telling how many products he's endorsing right now. So uh, Charles is the most famous guy uh, in Auburn basketball history, but I think Jabari Smith's probably up to number two now, Nathan. Yeah, he's got a good opportunity, and of course now with the Rockets where it's, you know, it was a pretty good organization for the last decade they were showing um, when he got drafted, eight straight playoff appearances. Um, there's also an Auburn connection there because uh, if, you, if you'll remember, Jarrett Stidham's uh, father-in-law st- <laughs> still owns the Rockets, so uh, so maybe he'll see Jarrett Stidham sitting courtside occasionally and they can they can chat up about Auburn. Yeah, you were talking about you know the number three pick. Michael Jordan, of course, um, Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, two of the best players in the league right now. They were both number three picks. James Harden, also one of the better players in the league. Guy named Dominique Wilkins was the number three overall pick. And then Carmelo Anthony um, as well. So it's a decent spot for, uh, for Jabari to fall to. Um, it, albeit it was surprising. I think for him, um, you know, they had him mic'd up and he was sitting there and, and his, his mom told him to stop moving so much because he was just getting nervous. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and when Chet Holmgren got drafted, you could see just kind of, a, again, a big look of surprise um, on his face. But we talked to Bruce afterward, Bruce Pearl and, um, you know, he was he was kind of leaning into that a little bit, saying, "Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and poke the bear. Go ahead and uh, you know make make that a chip on his shoulder um, before he even starts in the NBA." I'm I'm with you, Mark, where I think that um, you know Jabari's ceiling is obviously very high. It 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 maybe makes sense when you're going with a guy like Ben Caro, who maybe is a little more a little safer in terms of his ability to contribute on both ends of the floor right now. But I think as you look at it, there there were definitely some people kind of puzzled about this because I, I know that Jay Billis on ESPN was saying, well, there's, there's three number one picks there at the top, but um, you know, for so long people were looking at Jabari and Chet Holmgren and then wondering whether those two were going to be the number one pick just because of the athletic ability um, that they both have. But like Bruce brought up, it is a testament to what Jabari did at Auburn. The fact that he was even in this conversation, you know, in the first place, because Paolo Bencaro and Chet Holmgren, were the number one, number two recruits, number one, number two, whatever, all Americans, whatever, whatever, you know, rankings you wanted to look at for the longest time. Jabari was a little bit there on the outside, still a five star, but but kind of on the fringe there. Um, and so this is this is more of a testament to him playing his way into that position this season with uh, with his SEC freshman of the year campaign he had at Auburn. And I like Pearl's uh, comment, and I think it's exactly right, Nathan, about you know when you got when you're the number one guy. All the pressure's on you to produce right away. And uh, if you're the number three guy, uh, there's not nearly as much pressure. And, uh, you know, the money's going to be not substantially different. Um, and for for Jabari, I mean, I really do believe he'll go in with a chip on his shoulder because that's just the way, you know, he thinks. He thinks he's the best player. He's humble about it, but that's just the way he is. And I don't think anybody's going to outwork him. Uh, since he's been five years old, he's gotten up before school every morning and worked out on the basketball court as soon as the sun comes up. And uh, uh, that's why he's developed such a beautiful jump shot. I asked his dad where he got it from. And Jabari Sr. said, I taught him that way. And, uh, and you know, Bancaro's he's a good player. He's 250 pounds. He's physically stronger than Jabari. But he can't shoot anywhere close to Jabari. When he gets in the NBA, I mean, he's going to be a good player, I think, but I don't think he's ever going to be great because he's going to be limited because of his lack of offensive skills. Uh, I think Chet Holmgren has got a higher ceiling uh, at number two, but, you know, he's skinny, and you wonder 
how much he's going to be able to take that pounding uh, he's going to get in the NBA. And, uh, you know, Jabari just is just 19. And, uh, I mean, there's no telling how much stronger he's going to get. And he's already naturally strong. Plus, he's done a lot of work uh, since he got to Auburn on strength and conditioning. So, I mean, I just think the Rockets um, lucked into this pick. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited about seeing what he does with Houston. Um, and and then you, you look at Kessler, and uh, uh, I think he's going to get better too. You know, he's not all that old himself. He's, he was a true sophomore this past season. And, uh, you know, talking to his dad, you know, he had such a big growth spurt. He's still trying to get his coordination caught up, you know, after growing so fast. But, I mean, boy, he played a, just absolutely beautiful basketball this past season. And uh, um, he, he won the awards as the best defensive player in college basketball. And he clearly was that. And uh, I, I don't know about you, Nathan, but I think the more he plays basketball, the better he's going to get offensively. You know, that's what everyone thought when he was coming over from North Carolina was, I mean, that's what he talked about getting to be a stretch guy with, with Bruce Pearl expand his game out to the three point line. Um, it didn't necessarily become his focus because he was so good on the interior. You know, he's shot when he shoot you know, 68, 67% from the floor most of the season. Um, and but, he shot you know, better in SEC yeah. games than he did uh, in general games. He also rebounded better. And to me, that shows when the, the competition's toughest, he's going to bring his best stuff. And if you go back and look at Jabari, he shot better yep. in SEC games than he did in overall games. Yeah, and something about Jabari, too. Um, teaming up with a lot of people are making the joke today, an Auburn legend in Jalen Green. So <laughs> they're saying a couple <laughs> Auburn guys are getting together there on the Rockets. But um, but the Rockets kind of just looked down the All-SEC team. Apparently, they picked Tari Eason, um, the sixth man of the year from LSU. That's a big physical guy to go in there as well. And then before the end of the first round, they picked Ty Ty Washington, who was one of the best players in the SEC, the point guard. Um, from Kentucky. So, you know, Auburn fans, I think maybe a lot of them were really expecting to to lean heavily on Orlando after this draft because Jabari was so you know, highly projected to be there. Chuma Okiki is already there. People are excited about them pairing up. People, I think, were really ready to to go all in on the magic. You know, I don't think Auburn fans, just because of the history, I don't think they have necessarily been the most invested in the NBA most of the time. Um, but now it's probably the Rockets. Obviously, they'll they'll, they'll follow along there. And you were just talking about Walker Kessler, so he goes number twenty-two. He's picked by Memphis, but that's going to be that's going to be traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves um, because it's a draft trade until it's official. He's got to still wear the uh, the the Grizzlies hat. I don't know if you noticed in the transcript, but whoever asked him questions after the draft definitely thought he was going to Memphis. Like completely, yeah, they were they were clueless on that front. Yes, how excited are you to go to Memphis and play with John Morant? And I'm sure Walker just kind of had to uh, just kind of grin through it. Um, but yeah, I mean, something Bruce talked about earlier this week is that, you know, if, if they were to get Walker back for some reason, there's no reason he couldn't have him shooting 28, 29, 30% from deep, just because that's what Walker wants to do with this game. So certainly at the next level in the NBA, you can tip, you can chip away at that. You know, it's, it's, it's the best development you can get, um, in the game of basketball. And so that's why, you know, when you looked at some mock drafts about Kessler, there were some, uh, there was a couple leading up to things. They're saying, well, he'll you know fall out of the first round um, because he doesn't necessarily have a shooting touch, and you know you've got to be a stretch big man. 
um, in, in the league these days. But, you know, I, I just I didn't buy it because of number one is defensive ability, the best defensive player in the country last year. But like you said, I mean, but with both him and Jabari, such young guys, um, they've got so much farther to go. I think it's interesting when you look back at draft picks, you know, Giannis is the guy that most people do it with. But there's plenty of players in the NBA. You look at you know what they look like when they got drafted. They're really skinny. Like They have a lot of work to do and their games just become so different. So I think one of the most interesting parts about these two guys is, you know, we think we know them so well right now. And, and, and they obviously had such great identities at Auburn last season. But over the next five, six, seven years in the NBA, it's going to be really interesting with both of them um, to watch them develop physically and, and develop their games. Because like you mentioned, they've they've both got a long way to go, despite being first round picks right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think they've both got a chance to play in the NBA for many years. Uh, Nathan and uh, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch and you know Auburn fans used to really be excited and talk a lot about the NBA but that was a long time ago when guys like Chris Morris and Eddie Johnson and Charles Barkley Chuck Person and those guys were playing and there was a long drought um, when there was hardly any Auburn players in the league at all to get excited about and uh, that's changing now with Bruce Pearl as you mentioned at the start of this thing with uh, four first round draft picks uh, under Bruce Pearl since he's gotten here in his eight years and uh, took him a couple of years to get the talent level up and the draft picks are starting to come in hot and heavy right now. And four in a row is the longest stretch, I believe um, back when Sonny Smith was coach, there was like six years in a row, something like that, where they had a, a player drafted, but there was also a deeper draft then. It wasn't just, two rounds that they went far beyond that. Yeah. And like Bruce was saying tonight, you know, Walker is basically a one and done as, as he looks at it because it was one and done with his program. Um, and Walker did, that was something they acknowledged on the broadcast too. Is his first season doing things significantly. I mean, he was a bench player with North Carolina throughout the entire year and then picked up minutes toward the end of the season. So if you look at it in that sense, Auburn's becoming just as big of a one and done factory as everybody else, JT Thor and Sharif Cooper a couple years ago, obviously you had Isaac Okoro go in the top five. Um, now you've got Jabari, who was, you know, like we talked about earlier, arguably did more for his stock than anybody else in the country in terms of a loan season at Auburn. So, so much success over the past couple years for them. Um, and it's, it was highlighted tonight. Again, this is, this is the most successful draft they've ever had. But one thing I thought was interesting that Bruce was, was talking about is the confidence that this gives the guys that are that are currently on the team. I mean, you, you, it's great for recruiting. We know that much. But, you know, Auburn, over the past four or five seasons, they've developed a rep for themselves as being a place that can develop a player kind of beyond the sum of his parts, you know, whatever he was when he came out of high school. I don't think many people thought Isaac Okoro was going to be offensively developed enough to be, to be a top five pick. I think Jabari Smith... You had that potential in him, but you know, being the number three pick is is obviously on the high end of what people thought when he was coming out of high school. So, when you look at the roster right now, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there's there's really no sign of it slowing down. They've got pieces on the roster right now that can certainly be NBA draft picks. Maybe not first rounders, but maybe if a guy like a like a like a John I Broom has a good enough season, they could be. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's just another. We we talk about history with this team all the time. It just continues to happen. It's just another notch in in Pearl's belt as they continue to obviously you know chase SEC championships and and national championships. But this draft trend doesn't seem like it'll slow down anytime soon. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they're recruiting a lot of really good players um, from all over the country. And, uh, uh, you know, guys that are four stars and five stars. And and when they get them in here, and they're you know, the whole coaching staff is developing them. And, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jabari mentioned all the assistant coaches doing a good job of helping him develop all the way down to Marquise Daniels, former NBA player himself. And uh, um, I agree. Um, Auburn is well coached and those guys invest in the players, both as people and as, as athletes and uh, the formula is working right now, Nathan. Yep. Not much going wrong for them um, in terms of the trajectory of the program. So pretty special night for Auburn basketball. Bruce Pearl gets to be there. Um, in Brooklyn again as the program gets two first-round picks in the same draft for the first time ever Jabari Smith number three overall to the Houston Rockets and Walker Kessler goes in the low 20s which was sort of a best-case scenario for him when you looked at some of the projections that's a pretty good landing spot for him to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves so that'll do it for us wanted to wrap this up and uh, and recap for everybody and give our thoughts thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of the Auburn Undercover podcast and watching live um, if you did so, we appreciate that. I appreciate people um, in the comments right here telling me when I was muted. So thanks, everybody. That was a, that was a group effort. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. Um, the intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode, we will catch you guys later. Everybody have a good end to the week. Peace.